Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with Toasty and a group of other individuals because we were supposed to record this on Monday night, but uh, the little goblin in my brain decided to start trying to eat my own brain, so uh, we had to postpone it to a Wednesday night a little bit later. But this is the patron chat for the month of October, even though it's now November. And Toasty, how you doing, buddy? You doing good? Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm tired. Yeah. Toasty's Toasty's just works so hard. He's just a hardworking guy bouncing those raspberries off the ground. It was raspberries, Cran- right? It was cranberries. cranberries. That cranberries. Did, did you cranberries. know? Toasty just revealed to me that cranberries can bounce like rubber balls. It's a true fact. I don't. I don't know if this is. I don't know if it's. I'm testing it though tomorrow. He's got to go test it. Yeah. Like first yeah. thing in the morning, I'm ripping open a bag of cranberries and I'm gonna see. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, we've got some guests and we've got some really hot news to talk about with our guests. We, they've got opinions and we're going to give them the opportunity. This is their field to share all of their thoughts, all of their feelings. And with us again, some of our favorite patrons, Ben of Tamaria, Crow of Ellen, and Genesis. Welcome back, everybody. You can all say hi at the same time. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Are you guys ready that to talk about... the same time, people. That was, that was mm, awful. What, that was, what are we doing? Well, could we get a countdown then? All right, ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Hello. 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 Oh. Closer. <laughs> uh, well, it's all fault. Welcome back. We'll just call it delay, like internet delay that's the problem um but we have some big news this this week this last week we got a bombshell a bomb dropped on the witcher universe and specifically the witcher cinematic universe the netflix cinematic witcher universe i'm just gonna keep adding words to this henry cavill posted a message about and he was very tactful very polite about how he has decided that it's time to move on from his role as a Geralt of Rivia, pass the torch to someone else, and she's going to go do other things. And of course, it was, I mean, he's a very careful guy. He's a smart guy. He's a good actor, and he understands perception. He understands per- being professional, all of those kinds of things. And so there wasn't any hint of like, this is why I'm doing it, or I'm unhappy with this, or I got a great opportunity over here. It was just very, very professionally laid out like time for me to move on that's what i'm doing and so instead we're getting when we've already been told that liam hemsworth the uh the brother of chris hemsworth who plays thor is now taking on this role and over this last week we've had a lot of speculation the internet has now exploded with fans saying oh this is the end of the series or oh my god liam's gonna be terrible how could you ever replace henry because everybody loves henry lots of lots of feelings out there and that's that's the news friends um now i've got a bunch of different thoughts there's a lot of speculation on what's actually going on here let me just sum up a little bit of that right now one of the one of the speculations that went out there was with the changing of the CEOs and the management at DC Comics and specifically for their movie division, that he, as we know, he's now 
showing up in other DC films again and potentially will be doing another Superman movie. So they come in with a big Hollywood budget and they say, yeah, you were making a million dollars per episode on The Witcher, but we're going to pay you this. Come do this stuff instead. Maybe that was enough to go. The other like train of thought here is that he was just tired of arguing with the writers. As we've heard, there have been discrepancies and we've seen, especially in season two, very big discrepancies between where the show is going and what happens in the books. And in multiple interviews, Henry has regularly said, I'm trying to portray Geralt as best I can, according to the books and trying to make that match the vision of the showrunners and the the writers. And he's been very again tactful about saying that like it doesn't always line up but i'm doing the best i can because that's what i believe this character should be so did he just get fed up with that and decide to move on because of that is it both things combined what else is going on what do you guys think who wants to chime in what are your thoughts on this who wants to start i think it has a lot to do with that second point um with not portraying Geralt the way that he wanted to and not sticking to the source material because that has come out like he's tweeted about it. He's talked about it in interviews. It's come up every season where it's like, the you know, I understand that sometimes roles need to be combined or else you'll have a Game of Thrones-esque level of characters that nobody can follow and keep track unless you already know the story. So combining characters or shortening storylines can work in some cases, but when it comes to Geralt himself, you really shouldn't make too many drastic changes. And I think that he wanted to stick to the source material as much as possible. And they just weren't doing that well enough for him. Yeah. I read one article that, um, in one of the interviews he stated or one of the questions that he got online somewhere, he stated that he was pushing for more dialogue in the first season, like oh, all the way back to first season one during the filming of the season. He had specifically sat down with the writers and the showrunner and said, listen, can we get more dialogue for Geralt? I get the whole it's funny that he's brooding. He's kind of, you know, like uh, he's kind of pissed off. He's kind of a brooding kind of character. But And in his own words, he said, he's also like an amateur philosopher. There's a lot of internal dialogue that goes on in the books where he's trying to understand the world and trying to justify good and evil and all of these things. We can't get a glimpse at that unless he says words because they can't hear what I'm thinking when I'm acting the role. And so that right off of season one was a big Uh, a big difference in the way that they were portraying the character on screen from what he seemed to think should have been the case. Did you, have you guys heard that quote before? I actually think that I read that same article where, yeah, he wants Geralt, because like you said, we hear it or we read his inner monologue in the books and stuff. And yeah, again, like you said, it's funny. He's just grunts and it's brooding. Um, actually a buddy of mine that hasn't even seen the Witcher yet, whenever I, he's the one that saw the article first and sent it to me. But whenever I was kind of explaining that portion of it, he was like, Oh, so they made a Witcher Batman. And, <laughs> I mean, it made <laughs> right. kind of sense, but, um, yeah, he talks about how not only is he like, uh, philosophizing in this world that he lives in where there's a lot of gray and that's where he kind of operates is not it's like in a moral gray area and that's something i kind of thought about whenever it comes to the show is that Geralt in the show even though he's still like 
kind of an asshole to everybody because he's pushing people away. Um, he still has like a very strong moral compass to do good, even to the point, especially in season two, to judge others for like the gray area or the like more bad stuff that they do. And so, hey, like he himself has become more morally good and not operated so much in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Toasty and I talk about all the time how he can't help but be the white knight. Like that's just kind of inherent to him. He's he's disturbed by the terrible nature of the world and the terrible things that happen. And part of the reason why he's disturbed by that is because he wishes things were actually better and he's trying to do better. Um, ben, what do you think about about the distance between him portraying the character and the books and then the way the show writers have done things? Oh, you're still muted. I think Am maybe I? you're. Oh, wait. Nope. Now you're there. OK. Super weird. As soon as you said, um, I am I, your voice came through. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I agree with everyone here. Um, it's, I believe him, the whole hint point of him leaving is creative difference because he's been very vocal in both season one and season two, how he wants everything to be close to the books. Yeah. There's going to be adaptation changes from obviously from book format to screen, but, and I saw this article literally last week that one of the former writers, former writers, and, yeah, one of the former writers, oh, he, he left the project uh-huh. and came out and said that a good portion of the writing team even mocked the original source material and games. Yeah, I, I'd heard the quote. I didn't realize it was a former writer. Yeah, it yeah, was I a former. It was a former producer and writer on the show. Wow! Wow! And. I think that's where it's coming down to, to where they don't respect the original books and Henry being, you know, the nerd and awesome person that he is wanting everything to be as close to the books as possible. Yeah. Kind of probably tipped him overboard. It's strange to think, and just to jump in real quick, it's strange to think of having a project and then hiring people to do the project and then knowingly hire people who don't like the source material for the project. That seems really strange to me. And I, and we talk about this all the time. I totally understand that translation from book to screen or from any media to any other type of media is never going to be 100% exactly the same. It has to change. It has to match the new media absolutely all the time. There always needs to be some form of change. But like that that would be like i'm going to open a mcdonald's and i'm going to only hire people to cook hamburgers who hate hamburgers it doesn't make any sense right like you don't open a burger restaurant with a bunch of chefs who hate burgers (laughs) like it's and and i just saw this today um there is actually a petition now to keep henry cavill on as Geralt. Yeah. And completely scrap the writing team. Right. And right. get a whole new writing team, which honestly probably would fix everything. Do you think it's too late though? I mean, they already have season three in in the can, as as they say. I mean, season three is like parlance. done and works. Right. Do you th- if think they happened, can like it with how far things have moved in the second season from what the books were duping, now you've got an entire other season already done that's gonna push things even further from what the book is it is it too late? I mean, they could probably do some magic BS, try to get things back on track. That was another reality that Siri whisked us all away to. But let's get back to the real <laughs> continent. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, 
I, at this point, the show's probably kind of set in stone where they're going with the story. But yeah, it's so. I had uh, something else to add about that because the conversation I had with my buddy, it actually reminded me a lot of um, Ryan Reynolds' character Deadpool, mm-hmm. and like you're kind of talking about how writers that don't really respect the source material or what, like trying to kind of recreate the success of the source material um with ryan reynolds like the first time he played deadpool in that x-men origins movie yeah right right. he tried to talk to the uh the writers about that as well and they tried to sue him over breach of contract whenever he didn't want to do it and then they went on to obviously do the deadpool movies and he even took a pay cut so that they would be rated r (laughs) right though everybody at fox was like no uh superhero movies can't be rated r because they're for kids and they're like some of the highest grossing movie, like especially superhero movies. And so that's just kind of what happens whenever you have somebody like Henry Cavill, who's a huge nerd, like not only in the size of his nerdiness, but then he's just a massive dude as well. But <laughs> right. like he's a huge nerd who loves the world and the material. And he sees them like not necessarily butchering it, but definitely not doing it the justice that it could be doing mm-hmm. and so i mean it's like whatever fox listened to ryan reynolds they made well, the most successful superhero movies and not listening to henry cavill let, let's take that comparison another step in the case of deadpool's portrayal in the wolverine movie they absolutely butchered the character it was nothing like deadpool in the comics right everybody who watched it by the end of that film were just like what the what is this why did they do this the difference there is that is a one-off film and then Fox was able to go, okay, well let's do another, let's do a Deadpool film and just like right our wrong because yeah, it's another film. It's some other cinematic universe, whatever. It's something else in the case here. You have a Witcher series that's three seasons in that's very committed with a lot of budget, a lot of other actors and things like that. Uh, there has to be continuity between what they've already created and what's going to, what they're going to create. Like if, if, if the people who are pulling the strings at Netflix have any sense, I totally agree. Write the ship, bring Henry back on board and make sure that you can make this the show that the fans actually want to see. Otherwise it's just going to slowly decline because the people who really care are going to stop tuning in. They're going to be like, well, this isn't what I wanted. This isn't the thing. Why, why would you do this? You could just do some generic show and call it something else and not call it the Witcher and just have some sort of, you know, magic and whatever landscape and, you know, uh, roughly make it approximately the same story. Just don't call it the Witcher. Right. So I guess the question is, can you write, if you can if you can do that for a movie, can you do that for a series or do you need to just burn the whole thing down and then relaunch it again with Henry Cavill? Can that work for a series as opposed to a movie? So with that and I think it's like easy ish fixes like, of course, with the movies, like you said, it's like, OK, it's a bad movie. Burn it, whatever. We can try again later with this and uh, like we've talked about previously if everything was exactly like it was in the book, it wouldn't be as interesting to watch for the book readers because we're just seeing everything play out exactly. And we already know what's going to happen. So they do already have kind of a altering story that has the characters in the world. I think a lot of this could be fixed with just the characterization of certain characters, like Henry Cavill talking about trying to add more dialogue into it and flush out Geralt's character more than just making him, 
a brooding cardboard piece with two swords. Yeah. Yeah. Plus it, it, this also, it depends on where season three goes. Cause we don't know anything about the story for season three yet. So it could be off the wall craziness to where it's like, well, can they salvage? Can they not? I mean, we won't really know if they can really salvage it until season three drops next year in yeah. summer. Yeah. Cause so. in it, in the case, in the case, in the course of an entire season of, of a show, they could move this in some very far distant directions from the source material. Like they've already treaded in places where they're going, okay, well things, different things are happening with the witchers than we expected. Different things are happening with Siri than we expected. This is definitely playing out in, in ways that we did not expect. They're focusing on other characters, but what if they take it so far off the reservation that they can't get back? I feel like they will. This, you don't think they will? I you think, think the writers no, are... I think, no, I think they oh, will. Oh, you do I think, think they will. They already have. Like season three, what they've done, because I mean, just seeing just the trend that we see from season one and season two of just like, like season one still had some like differences obviously but i'd say it was like at least sitting at like uh 75 like book accuracy to 25 like creative liberty and it felt and thematically accurate to, to add on top of what you're saying it still you know, felt like oh this is Geralt. oh this is yennefer like these are the characters that we know and they're acted very similarly to the way you would have expected them from the books and then but in season two we see i don't know like uh, probably this is probably a generous amount but maybe like 40 percent book accuracy to 60 percent creative freedom mm -hmm. and we already like i mean if the trend just continues what are we going to get like five ten percent in season three yeah just keeps in moving which away. case you can't you can't do a full revert at that point like maybe try to gradually ease back in but at that point you've already lost all the fans that were listening because they wanted like they appreciated the book material they're already gone like i think after season three maybe like five percent of like the people that are uh that were still hanging on for hope like will be the ones remaining like i mean yeah it, especially with the re like with the recasting and stuff, I think a lot of people are going to leave after that too. Now putting my head in, in, in the mindset of the writers and the showrunner, I think what they're probably wagering is that the hardcore fans, the ones who've played the games, read the books and will be upset about it moving too far from the source material, make up such a small percentage of the potential audience. Because when you take, if you were to poll everybody who watched season one and two of the Witcher and asked what percentage of those people actually spend time playing the games or reading the books? I bet it's less than 10%. It's probably closer to like two or 3% of the act of the total audience, because this is, this is a Netflix audience. This is a massive group of people. This is millions of people. The games themselves only sold X number of million copies, but the show across the world has been shown in front of hundreds of millions of people. So the percentage is there. And then even less people have taken the time to read the books. So, the percentages there are significantly higher in the, well, I don't know anything about this universe. I'm just going to take the show at its, what it's saying as being, this is the Witcher to me, right? I think the showrunners are probably going, well, even if we lose 10% of our audience, we still got 90% of the audience and we know how to write a good story. And so 
that's going to be great. We're in and that audience will grow over time because we'll write a good story. And it doesn't matter if, if the hardcore fans are in it or not. Do you think that that's, I mean, why else would they be making these decisions? Like why else take things in a direction unless they think they know better and the, and they're wagering that it's going to come out to their benefit in the long run. What do you guys yeah, think? Yes. Yeah? yeah. My mom is in that category. She's never read the books. She's never played the games, but she saw cute Henry Cavill show up on Netflix one day and ended up watching the series and falling in love with it. And now she, uh, we were, I was talking to her earlier yesterday and I was like, Oh, but what do you feel about him getting recast? She goes, Oh, well, Liam's cute too. So it should be fine. Liam's like, cute too. I mean, she's, she's right. He's not Henry, so. but yeah, like I, I think that's what they're banking on is that is who they think their core audience is. And for people like us, that sucks because we're like, well, yeah, but but like Henry did a spot on Geralt <laughs> like he he's freaking Geralt. There's the quote from Andre Sarkovsky, who's like he's given his face to the character <laughs> that aged real well at this point. Um, but at the same time, he wouldn't have the go ahead from the studio to say, to put out a, a formal announcement, it's time for me to move on, la 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 la, if he hadn't already and they hadn't already probably been working for months to renegotiate how they can make it work out for him to stay. And ultimately, it fell through. So they must be going, well, we, we can move on without you because we can't, we can't convince you to stay. So we're going to be fine. Which sounds crazy to us, but I don't know. What do you what do you get? Do you think there's any chance there? I mean, maybe the show becomes something that we don't we are not into. But do you think the show will can continue to be successful at all? So, because that was something else, I didn't know if we were going to talk about the transition until after the mid break or. Well, go or, ahead, go ahead. Well, I, uh, I, I'll, we'll take the mid break in a little bit. I'm gonna I want to talk a little bit about Liam and some of our thoughts about him taking on the role, but we can save right. that for later. But do you have something else you want to add? Uh, for. Uh, I actually, I was going to talk about the transition a little bit, like not too much Liam specifically taking the role, mm -hmm. like how he will do in the role, but the transition in general, because again, this came up with my buddy whenever I was talking with him yesterday about it with a lot of shows as well, especially once they end, it's about kind of like rewatchability that also kind of plays a part about how successful any spinoffs would be or anything like that. And I think changing the face of a character and because they can only do it really one of two ways, either just throw them in um, and like at season four, if they haven't started shooting that yet, just throw them in and not give us any explanation. Just have Jennifer and Siri calling a completely different guy, Geralt, right. Or do like making up some BS and right. When oh, you were really like, battle wounded, your face looks different. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you, uh, you got your uterus taken out to turn into a witch. And so now you look like this, uh, just stuff like that. And so it's <laughs> going to be really jarring no matter what they do. And no matter how well Liam does in the role, they're only officially signed on for seasons four and five. And I know they were wanting to take it to at least seven. And mm -hmm. I think that it's going to kind of bring it to a halt. Like, they might be able to make four and five with Liam and regardless of how good he does or where they take the story, I think it's very shaky and up in the air now, even before seeing season three, whether or not they would even get signed on for season six, just because of how jolting it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it ultimately comes down to 
viewership. I mean, that is the bar. They internally shows like this have an expected, expected, expected number. And then they have a minimum number among the executives to justify pulling on another season. At some point they make that decision. So ultimately it's going to come down to, to do they retain viewers? Do they continue to grow viewers? How does that work? And then will it get a new season? So, you know, I, I guess that's the question is that like, if this does push away so much of the, the, what we consider the core fan base of the Witcher is, is that circle, is that Venn diagram overlap enough with what would be the core viewer base of the Witcher show? Well, and you also have to kind of, cause like you were saying with those like core Witcher fans, like the book and the gamers, um, if I, I don't think every single one of them is just going to completely stop watching if they veer too far from the story. Cause then there's people like me who like, even though it might not be close enough to the story, or even though they change the actor that I really enjoy, I'm still going to watch it. Just like, even if it's not very good, cause I have shows like that, that I watch, yeah. um, I'm still going to watch it just because of like the world. And that's what I have right now. And you want to see, you want to see what's going to happen. Like, okay. So yeah. of, of the five of us, how many of you guys watched game of Thrones, the original game of Thrones, not the dragons one, the new one, the original game of Thrones mm-hmm. in the first four seasons during the first four seasons. Okay. Did you finish watching all of the game of Thrones through season five, six and seven, even though it continued to decline after that? I did too. I still watched it. It was a train wreck, but I still watched it. Is this going to be like that? Is this going to be like, well, season three was not as good as two or one. And we know season four is going to have a different Geralt, but I got to see what it looks like. So I'm going to watch it anyway. Because that still counts as viewership. It's probably going to go that way regardless. um, Because the fact one, it's Witcher. We want to see more Witcher regardless who's playing Geralt. But it's just yeah people are going to watch it regardless because they want to see what's going to happen going to continue they we already got two seasons we're getting the prequel and on christmas this year yeah so i mean we're going to get more and regardless if there is part of it not and we're all invested into the story already yeah Yeah, it'll be interesting it'll be interesting i'm I'm but hey we have dandelion he's staying the same dandelion's the same it's fine yennefer's the same they're still there Yes, series the same. <laughs> yeah, Yaskier. Yeah, he's even, even a different name. Um, Yaskier, Dana, they're the all right. same. All right, yeah, they're the same. All right, we're gonna take I a mid break here. We got it. We gotta go. We gotta go. Thank our patrons, you guys. Uh, it'll be real quick, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk some more about this. Also, I wanted to go over uh, Liam Hemsworth's IMDb page and the things that he's done, the roles that he's played, and give us a, uh, some expectations for maybe what we can expect. So we'll be right back. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right. Thank you to all of our patrons for being here and supporting us. All 19 of you currently. Thank you for your support and thank you to you guys and those of you who sign up and can join us on our monthly chats. This is always an awesome time. Thank you for joining us. And a big shout out to our higher vampires, Ben of Tamaria. 
There's Ben and Jared M. Thank you so much for that support as well. You guys, you guys get shout outs every month. Uh, we don't have any new patrons and we don't have any new reviews to read out this week. So this part's going to be short and sweet. But if you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com slash Witcher Lorecast. Check out the different tiers, get ad free episodes, join us on future chats, get T-shirts, all sorts of different stuff, depending on what tier you sign up at. And if you'd like to leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out. Five star ratings get with reviews, get read out on future episodes. Plus, you can leave us a rating on Spotify if you listen on there. All of that helps let people know that this show is worth checking out. So we really appreciate it. All right. Let's move on with the rest of the show. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right. Yeah. Toasty, I was already moving into the transition when you wanted to chime in. Is there something you wanted to say before we get into Liam's details? You're like, I don't remember anymore. It's been too long. Oh, no. Yeah. It's all right. It'll come back to you. No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Because I realized something specifically um, just with how kind of how like the whole story of the witchers set up and like how they kind of do it or whatever. Cause it's not like, would you kind of get like the perspective or whatever, but like generally like a lot of the details are handled by like us seeing through the perspective of dandelion on how like mm-hmm. he perceives these things. What if, what if that becomes the reasoning somehow for like the recast of just like dandelion viewing Geralt in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the justification is that like his, his POV, his opinion of Geralt changes. And so therefore he looks different to us. I mean, there's entire details of like the books where it's just like straight up, just like dandelion's perspective. So it's like, well, like we don't know. And, and I mean, even like the tabletop does the same thing with like that whole, like that, that book that they released where it was just dandelion stories and like, Mm-hmm. his perspective on the world and how skewed it is unreliable narrator his perspective yeah yeah he's an unreliable narrator so it's like yeah well maybe but then again if the writers don't like the source material they might not even know that that's a thing they can do <laughs> so i guess we'll have to see ben ben's holding something up what are you holding up a oh it's all blurry oh there's oh the book the the dandelion uh ttrpg book book of is that is that what that is oh no your voice isn't coming through again for some reason it's because my mic oh there you go (laughs) yeah it's the dandelion book for the ttrpg where uh he he has a very skewed look of the world there you go yeah yeah Uh, your mic might have a noise gate that's too high so when you talk quietly it doesn't (sighs) actually it cuts it out that might be the issue with that so here let's talk about liam hemsworth hemsworth all right so imdb The page says Liam Hemsworth was born on January 13th, 1990 in Melbourne, Australia, and is the younger brother of actors Chris Hemsworth and Luke Hemsworth. He is the son of Leonie Van O's, a teacher of English, and Craig Hemsworth, a social services counselor. He is of the Dutch, he's of Dutch and his immigrant material grandfather, Irish, English, Scottish, and German. It goes on. But here, let's get to the let's get to the details here. I'm sure you guys are wondering, what has he been in? Does anybody know off the top of your head what Liam Hemsworth has acted in before? Musicals. I know he's in musicals. Musicals. What would you say, Crow? It was in the Hunger Games movies. He was in the Hunger Games. That's true. Oh, what was the 
Gail Hawthorne. Gail. Yeah. Yep. He was also in I saw some video earlier. He was in some like Muppet movie or something, something uh-huh. like that. 2015 The Muppets TV series. Yeah. Uh yeah, and I guess it was one episode. Bear left, then bear right, W-R-I-T-E and B-E-A-R, as in like Fozzie Bear, oh, probably. How clever. Yeah, yeah. So here, he got his start. The first credit is 2007 at the ripe old age of 17 in home and away the tv series and was in one episode and then mcleod's daughter tv series was in one episode same year and then neighbors the tv series everybody remembers neighbors from 2007 2008 right i don't even know what that is uh 25 episodes recurring character josh taylor and then another tv series satisfaction in 2009 again does anybody know these shows i don't know these shows at all uh spencer the character spencer in the movie knowing then there's the elephant princess tv series where he played a character named marcus for 18 episodes right like what are these i have no idea and then a string of movies and some other stuff triangle the movie triangle the last song and then the hunger games in 2012 as gail hawthorne boom struck gold right then the expendables 2 as billy the kid I never watched that film, but all right. And then we end up with some other films, another Hunger Games, some other films. Uh, He got to be on Saturday Night Live in 2015 after the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 came out. So that's kind of cool. Then the Muppets TV series episode in 2015. And then we end up with Workaholics TV series, uh, some other other minor roles independence day resurgence did you see the independence day movie from 2016 does any anybody remember that one a little bit of nods a little bit of shakes of heads never watched it the duel watched it yeah a movie called the duel uh another movie called isn't it romantic killer man and then now we're up to modern day stuff where he is credited as being Geralt of rivia beginning on episode one of season four um, and he's also I've done seen, some other things that are still I've in the works. This, and haven't he's released being yet. credited for Geralt for, I guess, because the TV series started in 2019, but it like puts it in 2019. Right. Just like, but he ain't going to be Geralt until 2024, at least like chill out. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. It's the way it orders it. Yeah. Most dangerous game TV shorts, uh, series short Arkansas movie, James and the giant peach with Taika and friends TV miniseries. I didn't even know that was a thing. I think that's Taika, Taika Waititi, the director, right? Uh, yeah. A movie called Poker Face, another movie called Land of Bad, which is currently filming, and Lonely Planet, which is currently filming. So he's got films. He's been working. He just only has a few roles that any of us would recognize him from. Like you one mean role. Hunger Games? That's, that's Basically one Hunger role. Games. That's what that is. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, okay, so when it comes to our limited experience with Liam, what do you guys think? Do you think he's a good pick? Do you think maybe because he's kind of roughly unknown that maybe there's some potential there? Because he's not just like another star, full, like a big star. Obviously, he's been acting, but... It's because they can pay him cheap. You think that's what it is? <laughs> Probably. I agree. I mean, they were paying. I mean, Henry they, went Henry from... Henry Cavill was getting like $1 million a dollar, $1 million yeah. an episode. Yeah. Season one, he was making four hundred grand an episode. Season two, they upped it to a $1 million an episode in order to keep him on. 
And I guarantee you, Liam's not getting a million an episode. Probably not. Definitely not. Definitely yeah, because especially like besides the Hunger Games, I mean, for one, most of us have never seen any of the other ones. And from what <laughs> uh, we know, isn't a romantics actually a good musical romance film? Oh, okay. Just I've saying. seen I've seen the knowing. It's hilarious. It was, a, it was another bad Nicolas Cage movie, but like whatever. <laughs> okay. well, that's kind of what I was getting at. Is at least like the majority of his movies and shows that he's been on are either like completely unknown for the most part or like you know they kind of bombed because again i didn't see the uh the independence day resurgence mm-hmm. but i don't think it did very well either it was just it's just them trying to do remakes of like classic films that everybody loves and then failing because i mean the top gun remake was or sequel okay that's because it had tom cruise let's be honest which is a reason not to go see it in my opinion but let's move on from there Um, (laughs) uh, yeah i don't like paying for his cult um uh, man we're gonna get letters about that one aren't we uh so well here's the thing here's another thing about him he was born in 1990 he's 22 years old right no, no 32. 32. 32. I'm sorry. Wrong like, math. Buddy, 32 years old. <laughs> My math is bad. 32 years old. Do like Geralt looks aged. I mean, he's young for his age, but he also looks mature. And I feel like at this point in Henry Cavill's career and the way that he physically looks, he, he embeds that kind of middle adults. You don't really, he doesn't look old, but he doesn't look too young, kind of like right at the right age kind of thing. When I look at pictures of Liam, he looks younger to me than Henry looks. Is that an issue with this character? It's going to be weird. Like it's just like yeah. reverse aging. Like it's going to be weird. It, yeah, oh yeah. Can you imagine whenever Jennifer makes another crack about yes, gears, like crow's feet and then Geralt's literally getting younger mm-hmm. yeah like he's just be standing next to like baby face Geralt of Rivia just like it's the mutagens yeah but it kind of makes Duh. me think of the uh I think it was the Polish Witcher movie that they made like the guy in that he was <laughs> a little bit <laughs> he was like 30 something um maybe late 30s early 40s but like even he looked kind of like smooth face not like he had really been through the battles and like yeah roughed it yeah well i mean henry's got like such a chiseled jaw and like he's got he's just got that like masculine kind of face um but he's seven years older than liam he's almost 40 so is that i mean that that time in your 30s is usually a significant like there's you can tell like 30 from 40 almost like you can kind of just tell i mean yes they use movie magic and you know makeup and stuff and yeah nobody ever looks their age in hollywood but is is liam too young for the role or do you think they can like again use makeup and hollywood magic and make him look a little bit more i don't know austere is that the right word sorry what was the question i got completely distracted scrolling through pictures of this man because uh i definitely have seen some pictures now that he looks a lot older in it um Mm -hmm. specifically the ones from killer man that came out in 2019 uh once he's actually gotten kind of wrapped up it looks like he's been beaten in this movie so he's got like cuts and bruises across his face and he's got the beard going and he looks older in it yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the same pictures. He can definitely do the gruff thing. He's got the good beard. He, he's got he's still got a you know strong masculine jaw. You think that they can rough him up and make him look 
like Geralt? You think that's going to be, you're saying this is going to work. I think it can. Like when, when Henry Cavill was first announced um, as Geralt, a lot of people's complaints was that he's too pretty to play Geralt. Like, because mm. all we knew of him as was like Superman and being too prim and proper and pretty boy. And, and Geralt from the books is ugly. Mm-hmm. Like straight up ugly. They prettied him up in the games over the course of the games. Witcher 1 Geralt, much more ugly than Witcher 3 Geralt. So, so is it just going to follow the same just logic of just like, you know, see, Geralt just gets prettier as time goes on. So we'll just make <laughs> him look prettier as time goes on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe he can do it. Maybe he can do it. I've seen some images where they like Photoshop him into a Geralt face and like dye his hair and, you know, like make him. Look. I haven't seen any good ones, though, because people yeah. people aren't people aren't like respecting it. So they're just. They're just like making fun putting of like right. real shit Photoshop jobs on him being like, oh, here you go, guys. And it's like, so I don't know any good ones. I've seen better ones for people's like, oh, this person could have been a cool like replacement for Henry or whatever. I've seen better Photoshop jobs for those people than for Liam, which is um, I mean, that's kind of rough. My um, question yeah. is, can he do the voice? Can he get can he get the gruff voice that is Geralt? Probably, That's my thing. Probably. He might be. Cause like, I think like they're just everybody like, do your best his, Geralt impression. No, uh, he and Henry kind of, <laughs> I think have the same like level of like tone in their voice is just like Henry's natural voices, of course, with the accent. Um, well, well Liam's so, is too. I mean, he's Australian. They uh, both okay. don't have American I've accents. Speak. I've yeah. never heard Not him that, speak outside of a movie. Because Geralt doesn't necessarily have. Games, does Geralt so. have an American accent? I mean, he kind of. He sounds he, like Thor. Yeah, he doesn't like <laughs> the way Henry plays Geralt. He doesn't. He doesn't sound English. You know, like he sounds kind of just middle middle American, right? Just kind of nondescript, kind of flat accent. At least from to our ears as American speakers uh he actually has a rivian accent okay so rivian is like is like generic american accent maybe that's the case so yeah like thor like chris liam's brother thor puts on the thor voice when he talks like he he very much does that but he doesn't sound australian even though he's australian so clearly uh, these actors are able to do voices and you know they're good actors they're able to do this right it is funny though like with chris like even off screen i've seen a bunch of interviews with him he sounds almost like like his thor voice it's he doesn't put much onto it huh, yeah, maybe he's got he, a like, deeper voice than chris the australian uh, just like a little bit it's not yeah, much though. He, d- d- he doesn't <clears throat> knock a lot off it just almost does it naturally yeah yeah well he definitely lowers his register when he's talking thor he's talking down here he's not talking in his normal register um and Geralt's kind of like that too the the gruff thing Right. I'm Geralt. Like my voice is down here now. I'm gruff and I'm a little bit lower in the way I speak. Like it's 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 a different register. But maybe I think I a big part of it is all like and I don't think it matters too much who they have playing Geralt. I mean obviously if he goes and just butchers it, that's gonna be a problem. But I think it's all writing on the story like the rest of the story and like where they take it and how they write the character i mean 
he's got to be given some material before he can sell it. And True. if he gets the good material, but then doesn't sell it, that's on him. But just from the little bit that I've seen him in, like, I think he could. And I mean, let's be honest, if they keep writing Geralt the same way that he has been, it's not like there's got to be a lot of range for that. Yeah. I was supposed to say like, if, if, they're pushing for quiet broody Geralt. Uh, it'll be fine because he's got practice of that because he had barely any dialogue in the hunger Games series. So, uh, <laughs> uh all right. <laughs> he was, Gail's not an important part of the story. So sure. they like, he's not there for most of it. So, right. That's just, that's just how it is. That's the character he got. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I have to say like, as uh, I'm, I think maybe we can all agree, at least those of us here right now, the five of us, that we hope the show does well. We hope the show can continue on without Henry. We hope the writing doesn't get terrible, even if it does continue to go away from where the books are, that it still is at least an entertaining and well-written show. And that's something that the internet's been debating since season two is like, well, there's some flaws in the writing, like, like teleporting across the continent, even though they were on horseback, like, like that, you know, just stupid stuff that like, come on, this, it doesn't have to do this. Right. You guys like, let's get back to that. Do you think like, I know we're all hoping for something good. What do you think the chances are? We're all going to give, we're all going to give Liam a a chance, right? Let's just start there. Yes. We're all probably going to watch yeah. it and we're going to be rooting for him. Like Toasty's shaking his hand. He's like, I don't know. I'm doing this podcast, dude. I have to. <laughs> so. Right. But even if we, even if you and I weren't hosts of a podcast about the Witcher, because this, this podcast doesn't even have to be about the shows. It could continue to be mostly about the games and the books, right? Like we still have material. Um, but even, even if that, that wasn't the case, I still feel like you'd probably still just hope he does a good job, right? Like hopefully this is still a good entertaining show and he does a good job as Geralt. Like ultimately that we're, we're better off for that if that's the case. Right. Cause at least we get more entertainment. Oh yeah. And I know we've been like really dogging on the writers, but I still, even if it's not completely book accurate, I still enjoy the first two seasons of the Witcher and still rewatch them. So I, I mean, yes, hope that he does well and hope that they continue to at least make an entertaining story with whatever they're doing with it. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, Tosi and I are in agreement. We still enjoyed the first two seasons. We just noticed that it kept moving further and further from the source material. Uh, and, and there were some, and I, I still, and, and this happens in every show. There are those just little like TV show things that happen. And you're just like, why did they have to do this? Right? Like, did you just not have enough time to write a better reason for this happening? Or, you know, like, like it's just some of that stuff that just happens. And I hope that, I hope that we avoid that. I mean, I'd still watch it for Yaskier. I mean, like, easy enough guarantee. I'd still watch it in the hopes that they don't, uh, that that we still get to see Siri murder a bunch of people on ice. Uh, (laughs) Like, I mean, that's what I'm holding out for. Like, that's one of the biggest things that I want from it is to watch that scene because it's going to be so cool. I want to see, uh, I want to see more Yen, like the season one Yennefer stuff when we got, like, she was like total badass. She had her magic, like, like that, that's like, we get her robbed of magic and having to just kind of struggle along in season two and then making some very questionable choices. I want her back. I want badass Yen back. What do you guys think? 
I'm seeing some nods from Ben and, and Jen. Oh. Ben and Jen. Yeah. I'm never going to say no to badass Yen. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> you think that's what we're going to get? You think we're going to get a return to that? That's probably like Sira and Yen's characters are probably going to still go up incline to where they're going to get like because they're they're focusing more on not just Geralt for the show because I mean mainly it's all Geralt in the books and then series stuff that like Yin barely shows up only on certain points compared to the show where they're heavily focused on all of them yeah it's like the three of them are three are split leads yeah those three characters yeah and especially how modern media and everything everything they want everybody to be represented which is great and having yin and having her more in an active role and like just kicking ass the entire time yes it's gonna work Mm -hmm. they're gonna do it yeah okay okay what do you think what do you think they need to do to convince the public that this is going to be okay because this is a marketing nightmare for the team right now because the messaging out on the internet right now is like, Hey, test. everything's, everything's burning to the ground. Nobody wants to watch the show anymore. It's dying. Show a screen test. I think it's really going to come down to season three. They better hope that they did it well and end it well mm-hmm. to make us still want more. Cause then people like even the haters might cheer whenever they see Liam on screen because it's just Geralt depending on where they're taking the story and how they leave the story. Okay. Well, you think it's possible? You think we'll get a screen test? You think we'll like, probably not and uh, just knowing how things work uh but that's probably going to be their best option to salvage anything from the fan base right now is to show a screen test or something with liam in the role it's i mean i think you're like, right i think if, if that was done really well way. it would be very convincing but it's again it's very dangerous because what if they think it's good but it puts out there and people are just like oh my god this is so bad like remember the early pictures we got of henry with like the bad wig Remember that? And people were like, what is this? What, why does his hair look bad? Like, what is, what's wrong? This isn't how Geralt looks. And then yeah. they changed it for the show. And I think that that's why we really just have to hold off and wait to see how he does. Go with it and, like, I'm going to go into it with an open mind and just be like, okay, this is the new Geralt and then give it an honest shot because you know what if I give it three episodes and I still don't like how he's doing Geralt then I can say okay I tried Mm -hmm. but you know because it's like the internet has done that so many times where an actor that they don't want to see playing a role gets massacred online and then they don't feel the same level of passion because they already feel like the fan base hates them and so i don't want him to go into this role with a negative feeling like or like a oh my god i have to go way over the top in order to make everybody like me and then that's not going to be a good Geralt either right no i agree i think we should give him the support we should say hey we hope you're going to succeed we're rooting for you and then if he doesn't he doesn't but at least at least we started with the best intentions, right? 
I've yeah. been surprised. I mean, so whenever they first announced the Witcher stuff and they announced that Henry Cavill would be playing Geralt, I was, I was, uh, I didn't like that. I thought that Henry Cavill was too like, uh, just too like goody for the role. Like seeing him play like Superman, I was just like, yeah. I don't think like how the hell is this dude the right fit for this role? Um, and then we saw him on screen. It was like, damn. All right, well, I'm just gonna shut the fuck up now because I'm obviously I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this dude's doing great. So I, it's happened before, so it can happen again for me. Honestly, so yeah, he, he's a solid actor, and that's why he's able to pull it off, right? Like he's not just a pretty face and a big muscles. Like he's a smart guy and a good actor. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting here is that we have some precedent, even just this year, with House of the Dragon moving through time frames and recasting the actors throughout the season. So that's a very big thing. We have two, like in fact, the two, two of the main actresses swapped out in order to cast older actresses in those roles because they knew that the first few episodes were going to be them as younger girls and the rest of the episodes were going to be them as grown women and they needed to have different actors actresses in order to play that correctly and i know that there is some friction in that i know that some of the communities got lost in it like oh my god i can't look at this person they're not the same person anymore but in my in my feeling watching the show i don't know if you guys have seen house of the dragons but uh, by about the second or third episode with the new actresses in it I was already invested in them. I had already moved on, even in the course of one season, 10 episodes, I believe. I was just like, okay, yeah, this is this is who this person is now. They look different, but this is who they are. Did any of the rest of you guys watch it? You know, I, I did. But I, I did not, but I used to watch soap operas back in the day, and they changed out actors and actresses all the time, and there was absolutely no express, uh, explanation why Billy walks in and she looks completely different. <laughs> right. And so I'm right. used to actors changing out. Yeah. Soap opera. That I mean, reminds me, my mom watched like soap operas. When I was in like big movies, I mean, the switch between like uh, mm-hmm. Rhodey and Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Yeah. Yeah. Different actor, completely different actor. They look very different. Yeah. So maybe so. there's maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance. I think, you know, I, I think we need to. I, we like to spread positivity. I know the shows on this network, my shows, the hosts, we generally try to be more optimistic than pessimistic. <laughs> and I know I'm speaking for other people right now, but I've seen I know Toast Toasty's Toasty thinks he's more of a jerk and a pessimist than he actually is. Deep down, he's a teddy bear. Um and he's never going to agree with me it's on that. It's funny how you think you know me. He's never going to agree with me on that. He is. He is. Uh, but anyway, in general, I believe, I can at least speak for myself, that it's good to be positive and hopeful for things until all of a sudden you're proven wrong. And then let reality redefine your understanding of it and then just see it for how it is. But until something happens, you don't know. And when it comes to human beings, like you were saying, it's better for somebody like Liam to go into acting this role out, feeling like he has support and can succeed at it rather than feeling like he's going to fail from the beginning. I think that in general, human beings are better at doing a good job when they feel that people believe they can do a good job. They rise to the occasion. Some people are able to fight against the current and do it anyway, but those circumstances are not the typical ones they're not as common i think so i don't know for our for all of our benefit i think we 
you know, it's best to just say, hey, good luck. We hope you do good. And if you don't, that sucks. But we hope you do good. We're rooting for you. I don't know. Those are my last thoughts. You guys have any last thoughts about this as we kind of get to the end of the episode? I still think that it just, I think every, or a lot of the fan base, no matter how invested they are in the uh, world, is going to watch season three just for Henry Cavill like, and continue the story. I think what could loop a lot of them back in, especially if you know it has a decent ending, is the first trailer that we get with like Liam and the whole get up and everything. I think that could really tie in a lot of people. But yeah, like you said, I think that, you know, give him a shot. I mean, he's, it's not like they chose somebody just completely out of left field. Um, you know, he could, he could surprise us all and still be a good Geralt. And I don't think that we should write him off too soon before. I mean, especially like two, two to three years before we even get to see him as him. That's true. That's true. And it's not like this is a minor role. I'm sure they had many people applying and trying out for the role. So, you know, assuming they know what they're doing, they went with the best one they could possibly find. So that probably bodes well. Jen, do you have any final thoughts? I think you're muted. I've there liked, you go. Yeah, I've liked Liam ever since he did the Nicholas Sparks movie with Miley Cyrus. And then they were together for like years upon years. They were engaged to be married. Half of her songs are written about him. <laughs> I, I, You know, look, that, that may be the girly girl in me coming out, but I'll still support him because, you know, he's cute. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, I think that just speaks for, you know, I don't know, 50% of the fan base. It was just like, yeah, it's cute, cute person in the role. I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm not just women. I'm not just saying women and men, like anybody who thinks he's cute, men or women, grandmas, it doesn't matter. Like, yep. Cute guy playing the role. I'm on board. My mom thinks he's cute and is on board with him being in the role. So, yep. I mean, that's what Hollywood has been doing for generations is let's just put this attractive face in front of people and then they're just going to pay us tickets to see them. So it does work on some level. Ben, any last thoughts? I mean, I I agree with Crow, Cole Harley. I mean, it's not like they got him out of left field or anything. If they picked him, they probably think that he's going to be the one and good girl to replace henry and even henry said like he has faith in him uh to take up his mantle mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that wasn't just like was, pr speak yeah. hopefully that was like and, genuine and, and, right i mean if you re- watch enough interviews with henry like he's a genuine person like right he what he says he means yeah so going for i mean i'm going to watch it regardless because it's witcher so so whatever for me i'm going to still buy merch and still watch the show so it's whatever <laughs> yeah yeah i think we all are toasty any last thoughts Te- uh, teddy bear toasty only no uh only last thought is that um if uh chris hemsworth's genetics or anything to go by um the buffing <laughs> up for the role for liam should be pretty fucking easy so dude there's some pictures of him on the internet already like he's pretty ripped yeah. I, don't, I don't know that he has to do a whole lot in order to yeah, probably not. I mean, we've yeah. seen Chris Hemsworth. That dude's freaking huge. <laughs> right. right. So, like yeah. the, the genetics are just there for that family. It just works. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for your sharing your opinions and your thoughts. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Hopefully this all works out. Let's go back through one more time and feel free to share any projects that you're working on, anything that you want people to tune into or just ways they could reach out. Ben, starting with you. You're you're first on the list in my in my view. Oh, and um, there you are. What? It was okay. doing the delay yeah. thing again. Delays. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I have my stuff. Um, I am one of the hosts for Holocron History, Star Wars versus Canon, uh, Canon versus Legends. Uh, we go over all the lore of Star Wars and stuff like that. And then I have my other show, Wizarding World Lorecast, where we go into a deep dive of all things Harry Potter. So check out those shows. They're on the Robots Radio Network. And we do live stream them on my Twitch channel at Benetameria. Normally, we would be live streaming tonight for Wizarding World, but things came up to where we had to move that to Friday. So that's going to be 10 p.m. if anybody wants to watch that. Worked out. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, go check out his shows. If you are looking for links for any of the shows, I get these questions all the time. I heard somebody's show. I want to check it out. Where do I find it? Just go to robotsradio.net. All the shows are listed on there. There's a whole podcast page. You can scroll down it, find the show on the list, click on it. It'll take you to a place where you can download it. Um, so go check it out there. Crow. Yeah, uh, I am Crow of Velen on the uh, Discord. It's about the only social media I have. Uh, fun fact I found out the other week. Uh, I may be part monster because uh, I got myself a silver crow pendant. Uh-huh. And a couple days after wearing it, uh, a rash started breaking out on my chest where <laughs> I was wearing it. <laughs> it might just so. be because it's like dirty metal, <laughs> but maybe you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the monster. Probably the monster. monster. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Don't stab yourself with it. Be very careful. Don't eat it either. <laughs> Jen, I know you got stuff. My mom once told me that I was part vampire because whenever the priest would touch my forehead with holy water, I would break out into pimples on the in like the sign of the cross on my forehead. Oh, that's so awesome. I yeah. Or so the devil. I too, and part vampire, uh, part monster. But I am also one half of the Two Girls One Ship podcast, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. Uh, but you can also find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co-host Toasty, where we explore the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. Awesome. Yeah, go check out the shows. Toasty, you got anything else going on? I know you're you're doing more than just one cyberpunk thing. Yeah, uh also the Witcher Lorecast on Twitter. Uh and uh check out obviously Cyberpunk Lorecast, uh as well as uh Cyberpunk uh Cyberpunk Apostrophe D, the Cyberpunk Red actual play uh podcast with the Fumbling Four and Almighty Crit group uh also on the network. So Awesome. Yeah, go check that stuff out. And all the rest of my shows, all the other lore casts that I do, also robotsradio.net. Lots of shows. People still jump in our Discord and they're like, wow, there's a lot of shows here. And I'm like, I don't know how many times at the end of like, you guys must skip the end of the episodes because I'll say things like, come check out all the shows. There's lots of shows. If you like, if you're a fan of something, like any sort of book or video game, there's a pretty solid chance we might have a show about it. There's lots of shows out there. So go check them out. Um, but thank you everybody for joining me again. Thank you for the support patrons and listeners and chat live chat. Thank you all for being here. 
we'll be back next week toasty and i um and we got some we got some schedule stuff changing up next month toasty's got some revising stuff it's this month this month because we're no longer in october my brain is still october 31st because that's when we were going to record this but this this coming few weeks so our live episodes might not be live because we might have to go ahead and pre-record some stuff in order to get it out there on time but make sure you are following us on the uh the audio platform in order to get all that stuff so just just search witcher lorecast on spotify or whatever it comes right up all right that's what we got thanks for being here everybody we'll see you next time see you guys later Thanks for tuning in to The Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.